TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, hello everybody. It's game week. What a great game week it is. Miami and Texas A&M. And we will have that game for you on Saturday at 9 o'clock. We'll be on there at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It's interesting in so many different ways. Texas A&M is now ranked 24th in the country. Miami's ranked 13th, but Las Vegas thinks A&M is going to win by six. That's the spread. At least it was earlier. So Miami and Texas A&M, we have a lot of material to cover, a lot of ground to cover here tonight. We're going to hear from uh, the University of Miami coordinators from their press conference. We're going to hear some comments from Jimbo Fisher. And, of course, the Mario Cristobal show is coming up in our next segment at about 6.20 or so. We'll have Mario Cristobal uh, for two segments on the Mario Cristobal show. Miami and Texas A&M on Saturday. Also today, the uh, University of Miami basketball schedule, the entire schedule, was released, all the ACC games. So a quick overview of that. Miami will open the season on November the 7th against Lafayette. That's when they will raise the Elite Eight banner. Uh, However, the first ACC game is early in December. December 4th at Louisville is when Miami begins ACC play on Sunday, December 4th at Louisville. In fact, before the new year, Miami will play three ACC games. Louisville on December the 4th. North Carolina State at home on December the 10th, and then either on December 30th or New Year's Eve at Notre Dame. And then Miami will open up uh, 2023 on January 4th at Georgia Tech. So three of their first four conference games will be on the road. Louisville, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech. Then uh, January 11th, Boston College, then another road game. At North Carolina State, they got a, it is front-loaded with road games. In fact, uh, in January, January 21st, 24th, 28th, three in a row on the road at Duke, at Florida State, at Pittsburgh. I feel I feel like looking at the schedule as if there are no home games. Uh, Duke will be the home game uh, on February the 6th. They'll get Louisville on February the 11th. Florida State and Pittsburgh will wrap up ACC play. The big home games inside the ACC, Syracuse and Duke. Syracuse January the 16th, Duke on February the 6th, Florida State on February the 25th. On the road inside the ACC uh, at North Carolina this year. I think I'm missing Virginia. There's a Virginia game in there uh, before the new year. That's the, uh, the fourth game. 
I'll get to that when we come back a little bit later on. I think I'm missing one ACC game. At any rate, on Saturday, Miami and Texas A&M, Hurricanes offense will be challenged by a defense of Texas A&M that was one of the best in the country last year. They were number three in scoring at 15 points per game. They were number nine in pass defense. They were number seven in red zone defense. And, of course, this past Saturday lost App State uh, because they couldn't get off the field. For the Miami offense, some of the keys, where are they right now? A look ahead to Texas A&M. Here is Josh Gaddis. Well, I think the biggest thing that stands out when you look at that game, right, was uh, uh, time of possession. You know, I, I want to say Texas A&M only had the ball for about 35 or 40 offensive snaps. And when you're able to control the ball like that, um, that's a critical factor in games. A lot of people don't under, uh, don't look at that statistic uh, is the number of how many, you know, how many reps you're taking, how much, how much you're controlling the game and controlling the flow of the game through time of possession. I think that's very important, especially when you're dealing with any type of explosive team. And obviously um, Texas A&M is a team that's very explosive. they got a ton of speed on their team, a um, ton of speed on their defense. Um, you've got to make sure that you're holding on to the ball and not giving it away and and being able to, you know, um, a lot of people don't get excited about three or four yard gains, but those three or four yard gains win games. And and you have to understand that within the game. And I think uh, that's where Appalachian State did a great job of on on last Saturday. How significant was it to have to go through the process of making half-time adjustments and then responding? Well, the biggest thing, the biggest halftime adjustments that we made on Saturday was not, uh, as I told our guys, you know, is not uh, killing ourselves, you know, from that standpoint. You know, we just, uh, the breakdowns, the... uh, the lack of urgency, the lack of execution, those were all things that we could correct and control. And so uh, got them in at halftime. And the biggest thing I told them is to calm down, just calm down. You know, we, we've got to take a deep breath, calm down. Um, for whatever reason it was, we came out just a mess, you know, and, and you know, it was evident in, in, in our performance early on. And so uh, once they rallied themselves, understood there was nothing um, that we haven't seen, nothing that they haven't done, then obviously um, – uh, they started having success. And so the biggest thing is controlling the controllables, you know, playing as clean and as good as we can. Uh, and Saturday, you know, the slow start started just the fundamentals. Um, increase uh, intention to detail and the fundamentals and the daily execution of things that we do all the time. And that's something we've got to continue to strive to work towards. Josh, how do you uh, prepare guys, I guess, for the, for the noise factor? Because the speakers it's it's definitely a uh, factor in the game. You go into a very hostile environment and one of the uh uh, one of the more, most largest crowds in college football. You know, you're talking about 100-plus thousand uh, for every game for them. And so, you know, that's going to be a difference. It's going to be different on a lot of aspects for our team. Um, but the biggest thing that we've got to do is we've got to embrace the environment. We've got to embrace uh, playing in front of a, a packed-out crowd, you know, uh, on the road, uh, SEC environment. Uh, we will bring in the noise in practice, and it gets pretty loud with the speakers. Uh, trust me, there's times where I can't talk to the other players on the field because the speakers are so loud. Um, but we've got to handle that. We've We've got to handle that. We've got to do, got to do a great job uh, with our verbal and visual communication, um, whether that's signals, communication on the field and everything. And so everyone's got to take an enhanced effort at preparation this week and, and going through our daily process to help us lead to win this game. Coach, I know Scooper was used a lot of the football and some of this. Uh, I guess how would you evaluate his performance? Uh, Nez did a good job. You know, he's obviously, uh, uh, as, a, as a freshman, 
um, you know, he's taking on an increased role. You know, um, obviously he didn't have a catch, unfortunate for him. I know he probably wish he had one in, in that category. But uh, Inez has done a great job, uh, you know, learning our, our system, uh, being coachable and, and making contributions. And when you've got guys like that, you want to try to create as many roles uh, as you can for as many players on your team. And so, um, you know, he was used on, on Saturday. And, you know, what that looks like moving forward, who knows? But he's been such a valuable player for us, not only um, as an offensive lineman, but whatever we ask him to do. Well, you know, I think Jacoby's got to create his role. You know, I think uh, obviously it's good to have him back, but he's got to create his role. You know, I think, uh, you know, I think when you look at the receiver room, some guys have created roles, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, Keyshawn Smith, Mike Redding is playing um, at his best football right now. Obviously, Xavier Restrepo is, is Xavier Restrepo. He's so consistent uh, in his preparation and his performance. You know, success just speaks from how he practices. You know, I think Brashad Smith has kind of taken the next step, even though Brashad can continue to, to learn from Xavier. And I think so many guys right now are clawing at opportunities in that receiver room. And so we've got to continue to push the competition level up there. And obviously getting Jacoby back makes us a little bit more deeper from that standpoint. But uh, I'm excited this week to see him go out and compete and acclimate himself back into that room. What's your assessment to this point, uh, situational football They're down red uh, well, through two games, uh, well, uh, I think we're doing um, pretty decent. Uh, first game was 100% on third down. And uh, uh, this past game, I want to say we were just over 50% of third down. And then, obviously, uh, the red zone, you know, uh, getting scores in the red zone. Now, obviously, the, the biggest statistic that you always focus on in, in, in red zone, one, obviously, people talk about red zone scoring percentage. But for, for us, we want to focus on touchdown percentage, really, um, you know, scoring touchdowns and not, uh, not having to kick as many field goals. Uh, I think we kicked three field goals on Saturday. Um, unfortunately, we, we want those back. Uh, but things that happened in the red zone that, that took us back out of uh, position to get those touchdowns were penalties, things that we can control. You know, we had one touchdown come off the board of a long gain, another uh, unsportsmanlike penalty or, or necessary roughness that took us out of scoring range and then ultimately um, decided with a uh, field goal. And so we just got to play clean football. When we get into the red zone, obviously the stakes become higher um, and uh, our focus is has got to increase as well. And so we've got to play clean football in the red zone. We've got to be able to score touchdowns. All right, that's uh, Josh Gaddis. That's the offensive side of the University of Miami, what they're thinking about. And score touchdowns against Texas A&M will be of vital importance. As I mentioned, they are very good in the red zone. Last year, number seven in the country. Now, A&M does have a new defensive coordinator in D.J. Durkin. So he's tweaked uh, – their strategy, their scheme, a little bit from what they ran last year with Mike Elko, who's now the head coach at Duke. Meanwhile, on the Miami defensive side, uh, the Hurricanes are going to see an offense of Texas A&M that has been hit or miss. They've had some issues at the quarterback position. Miami's defense been kind of, as Mario Cristobal said, hot and cold for more in the Miami defense. Here is what Hurricanes defensive coordinator Kevin Steele had to say. First two weeks, a lot of transfers out, a lot of transfers in, new offensive coordinator that hadn't called it in three years. Okay, so that was really difficult. Then this past week, okay, quarterback out, they'd been the Wildcat, they'd been Wildcat last year, so we talked about last, of that being two or three different offenses in one. Uh, Coach Fisher is Coach Fisher. And uh, you can go back and watch Florida State tape, and you can watch last year's tape, and you're going to see the, the basics the same. And so um, 
the body of work, who they played, uh, he, it's still his offense. So it's, it's obviously the challenge is great. They're very talented, uh, very, very talented. It's at home in College Station. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's a, it's a different place to play. I've been there several times. It's different. So all of those things that really shouldn't matter, uh, you have to factor in and prepare for crowd noise, all those kind of things. But what he does and how he does it, the base rudiments of it are not going to change. Well, the other game, Mark, so how do you think your favorite quarterback, Ivan Stevenson, have done against the smaller receivers so far and then the challenges ahead? Well, there, I, you know, there were some, there was some, number one was a large receiver now, a large receiver that could run last week. And so, but they, they've, they've, they progress very nicely. I mean, it's it. It's a it's a process. That's a hard hard job. When you're out there on an island by yourself, I mean, my mom watched football all her life. My dad was a coach. You know, she's got three sons that have coached at some point in time in their life. You know, if the if the a gap is open and the tackle didn't get in it, nobody in the stands gonna know. But everybody, everybody watching TV and everybody in the stands is going to know if that guy didn't cover that guy because he's out there on the island by himself. It's a hard, hard job. And so it's all about technique. It's all about confidence. And they have progressed very nicely in their confidence. It's a new scheme. And so, uh, you know, we just got to keep, keep getting better every day. And what have you seen from Pat? I think they're already like fourth in the country on pro football focus right now. Who's that? Well, if you, last week, I mean, even on the on the the PI we had and the deep ball that that was caught down the sideline over on their sideline, I mean, he he took, I mean, he, there was some heat on him, real heat, and so what we're doing is we're we're really generating a, a substantial pa- pass rush with four guys, which that's that's huge, you know, that that helps the DBs. Uh, it also helps the fact that you don't have to pressure as much, you know. I like the pressure, but why pressure if you're getting there with four guys, you know. Uh, you got more guys to cover then. So it, it's been – we're not there yet, but we're making progress. You've been a part of good defenses. Have you coached a defense that is this deep that you have, like on Saturday? I have. A lot of guys. I have, at three different stops. No. But part of that is because where I've been. How important is that group going to be this week against It will be – important every week you know the game goes really really fast they're 300 310 290 280 pounds it's i don't know if you noticed but it's a little warm out there uh when you can keep those guys fresh it's huge when you only got four of them or five of them uh, it shows up in the second half if you can't you know if it's a very hot day and they're throwing the ball a lot it can it can wear them out. Pass rush takes a lot of energy, a lot of energy, and so it's it's key. Then the other thing about it is it it fortunately all these guys we talk about the pass rush, but these guys are are you know they've made a big jump in our scheme. I can't talk about the past, don't know, but in our scheme they've made a big jump in playing run blocks and fitting their gaps and 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 holding their point and run backs and uh, run blocks, and so. You know that they're the key to the whole thing. Starts up front, ends up front. That it does. The guy the Canes have to corral on Saturday is Devon Achin. He's a terrific runner. He's a speedster. He has over 1,300 rushing yards in his career and 15 touchdowns. 
You give him a crease, and he will say, see you later. His longest run of his career is 76 yards. He returned the touchdown or kickoff for a touchdown against App State. Now, Jimbo Fisher, he's starting to get a little bit of heat. Uh, this was his worst loss since going to Texas A&M. At least that's what they are saying uh, in uh, College Station, the worst loss of the Jimbo Fisher era. And uh, Jimbo was put on the spot when discussing his offense and his quarterback. Questions? Down front, Travis, and then Brent. Coach, when you get into the season, do you ever have a, a worry that maybe your system is a little too complex for your quarterback room? No. Our guys know exactly what they're doing. And if you look at it, it's not just everybody says the quarterback room, but some of the mistakes, they were ready to do some things they were right and miss a block, get a route too deep, or get a get a route, or they cover a guy and get in the next guy. I mean, no. They know it. They can see it, do it, and we had throws be made, and we missed some throws. I mean, there's, there's a physical part of that, too. They know exactly what to do. If you got into a point in the season where, where things just weren't clicking, would you ever consider simplifying some of the decision-making? And oh, we do all the time. There are a lot of those decisions were very simple, and we we constantly evaluate that. We can evaluate all that stuff every day. When guys make decisions, how they're decision making, how they're handling it in practice, and what goes on, and what goes on in the game, that's an ever change, ever going thing that's always done by game plan, by what they do on defense, what you're doing on offense, all the time. Okay, Brent. A head coach has a lot of duties during the course of the game. Mm-hmm. It seems like you have your hands full. Would you ever consider turning the play calling over to someone to where perhaps the offense could be more In time, I would. Yes, yeah, possibly on. could. I mean, there's you always evaluate those things. And everything we do, evaluate everything we do. And it is a, it's a conglomerate of play calling, too. I mean, we're getting information from everybody and thoughts and the ideas that we put down in those calls and what we do going in the game on our sheets. is It's a, it's a collective group decisions based off our offensive staff and what we do and how we do things. But, yes, possibly, yes. So you don't ever feel like maybe your ego would get in the way of that? You could no. say, hey, whatever it takes to win. Listen, no, whatever it takes. I'm always whatever it takes to win. No, my ego would not. Winning takes all effect over everything. I promise you that. Front left, Zach, and then Olin. Jimbo, down yes, here. a couple of the guys alluded to 2020 with Alabama, and they said how that was kind of a, a wake-up call type game and how you guys won one after that. Mm-hmm. Do you view this as somewhat of a wake-up call type game, and can you, uh, what can you well, use it moving forward? That all depends on how you wake up and what you do the next day and how you respond to it and what you do to things. And like I say, it, it, life's about what you do the next part of it and the next day and the next play and whatever happens to it. Hopefully that'll be a, a great thing. And I, I like them referencing that they, they're capable of doing that and what happens and the way things go. Now we have to prove that on the practice field and go. We had a very veteran team in that group, and I think they understood the importance of details, which we could talk about all the time, which guys still strive for all the time and, and do what we do. Like I said in that game, I don't think effort or anything else determined that. I think we played very hard and very physical. We just didn't execute at a high level and hopefully we'll practice better to be able to execute during the game and I'm I promise you I'm all for that second what they Olin. said Olin uh, yeah Jim of course a couple things uh, <laughs> as always uh, Saturday you said that uh, you know you got to do what you can still have a really good season all, all those things what is your uh What's your what's the base of that confidence? Where does that come from? That you feel like that y'all can? Because uh, I know we have strong. good players. I know we have a good team. I got we got good leadership within the team, and I think our guys will play hard, and they played hard in the game. They'll compete in the game, and they want to be good. They want to be do that, and I think we'll go out there and practice well, and hopefully we can take it to the field. I believe in our players, and I believe in what we're doing. Um, quarterback situation, do you think uh, will you be considering a, a change at the start? Possibly could. I mean, we'll evaluate everything this week. We'll evaluate every position this week and all the things and different guys. 
We'll go back behind the lights on the left. Tyler? Jimbo, with what you've seen uh, these first two weeks uh, with the offense, how fixable is some of that stuff, especially when the, the competition ramps up this week with Miami and the conference? Well, um, it ramped up last week, too. <laughs> App State's a really good team. If you go back and research the teams they've played and what they've done, but it'll be that matter of fact they played Miami to a one point game a year ago. So I mean that was a really good game. It's, here's going to be Miami has a great team this year too. But uh, you know, repeat that. One more, what was you saying? Oh yeah, it's fundamentals. It goes back to hard work and fundamentals and being able to can practice those habits and be able to take your daily habits from the practice field to the game field. And then some of those guys, it's cause and effect. Because I do this and how I do this, this is the effect I get. And you got to constantly, that's, that's ever changing or ever going for whether you're winning or losing. That has, that's what I think I want folks to understand is whether you lose, you win. You can feel real good and things still aren't very good. You can feel real bad and things aren't as bad, but they, it still doesn't matter. It matters what you do daily and be able to take to the field that week. And that's what we have to do. And I still believe we can do that. And I think our players do. When you look at Miami, very similar to Appalachian State against Southern Miss, they controlled the time of possession. They did mm -hmm. a really nice job of keeping drives like six, I think it was four drives of over six minutes. Yeah. How do you control the rushing attack, especially with a guy like Henry Parrish you faced off against? Well, I mean, we you got you got to get guys in the box. You got to tackle well in space and get them in third and long, but then their quarterback's very dynamic. The tight end's dynamic. The receivers can play. I mean, you're going to have to play a complete football game and get off the field and then keep the ball on offense. We, you know, we have to convert our third downs. We have to not shoot ourselves in the foot like I said the first drive last week we had a great first play and we have a really good second play it's going to be a really nice play and we just we had a motion penalty and we didn't get a snap and they get behind the chains then the next one we do the same thing we have a run and we slip third down we didn't break a route and all you but on offense don't put yourself behind the chains be able to convert on third down keep the points and go get points on the board which then puts pressure on them you have to play better offensively along with getting off the field on defense fourth row on the left Rob Howdy, Coach. Howdy. When you were at Florida State, you you dominated Miami. Um, we had your, some good games. Yeah. So um, I know different coach, different team. What what do you what do you contribute your success during that time over the Canes? Well, first of all, it was a, it was a very important game for us. Like every game was, it was you know it was one of the rivalry games in which you had, and we had very good players. <laughs> we had good players and good teams, and we were co we coached very well and had them and ready to play. And and we always made those we found those inches. We found those inches in those games. Like you go back to a lot of those games. We won a couple of them won significant, and a couple of them man, were one possession games. That we were able to make those plays down down the road right at the end to. Everyone. Matter of fact, we even blocked a PAT one time down there to win. Just like Florida State did the other night, we blocked a PAT down there against them one year in one twenty to nineteen. That's called the block and the rock. I mean, it was it was a heck, uh, Demarcus Walker made one heck of a play with a minute and something to go in the game. They had scored to tie it up. I mean, just so many things in that game. We were able to find those inches. They were great teams. We had great teams, and they were very competitive games, like that game always was. And uh, hopefully on Saturday it'll be another very very competitive game. Man, Jimbo, he he talks and run on sentences. He's funny, but. Uh, he's got a problem at quarterback right now. He's got Haynes King, six career touchdowns, six career interceptions. Or will we see Max Johnson on Saturday night, who is a four-star, Mark Rick's nephew, son of Brad Johnson, and threw for a lot of yards last year at LSU, six foot five, two hundred twenty-pound left-handed junior, and uh, very possible 
I mean, he, he threw for 28 touchdowns last year. It's interesting to me that he didn't win the job. So that'll be something we think about, something we talk about. I'm going to talk about it with Ed Williamson tomorrow when I visit Williamson Buick GMC. And you can get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle in a new GMC from Williamson Buick GMC. New GMC vehicles are arriving daily at Williamson. This means Williamson Buick GMC is sure to have the new GMC you are looking for. Like the new GMC Yukon with plenty of room for the the entire family. The new Yukon allows you to ride in style and comfort while making a bold statement wherever you go. Cover work and play with the new GMC Canyon or Sierra. These trucks feature bold styling, the latest technology, all with the toughness to get the job done, just like the University of Miami. To get your new GMC, visit Williamson's beautiful facility, easy to find at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto, or online at WilliamsonAutomotiveGroup.com. Get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle and experience car buying like never before from your premier GM dealership. Williamson Buick GMC, we are professional grade. The Mario Cristobal Show, coming up next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 